PWP Nation, where wrestling discussion lives. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC Pod. Fellas? Holla. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia Royce wants you to believe in Finland. real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Welcome to Offended, presented by PWP Nation. It's your boy, Tricky, along with Stoutsy. What's up, you fucking marks? What is up? What is up? Today, we have a great show. We have our top 20 SummerSlam moments. We kind of done our top 20 SummerSlam matches last week, but now we're doing the moments this fucking week. We have other stuff we want to get into as well, but before we do that... Hey, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OffendedPod. You can buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash offended-podcast. Hockey talks are coming back soon, baby. Can't wait for that. Actually, cannot wait to do hockey talks. Yeah. We're busy fucking people, by the way. We are. We're all Not over the place. We have a new Periscope show called Re- Weekly Wrestling Wrap-Up, which is on Periscope. And we added another show. We're going to do post-shows for the pay-per-views starting this weekend with SummerSlam. We're doing a SummerSlam post-show exclusively on Periscope as well. So hopefully that show's good. Otherwise, we'll, it's probably going to be 10 minutes of us just bitching. But if it's a good show, we'll be longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we just bitch anyway. That is true. That is entirely, entirely true. Oh, and go follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash offendedpod. Cool. I'm a little tipsy. Not you almost lie. forgot it. I almost forgot it. Wow. I'm a little tipsy. We've been drinking those Red Bull Vods. You're such a lightweight. Fucking, you might as well have a villain club shirt on, you light heavyweight bitch. I'm fucked, aren't I? I'm fucked, aren't I? Well, anyway, before we get into all the stuff, I want to bring something back that we haven't done in a while. What'd you do this past I weekend, Jim? I was thinking that on the way over we here. I was like, you know weekend what? Weekend talk in a while. What, what went on this weekend? Uh... I actually got to go to the PGA Championship on Saturday, which was phenomenal. phenomenal. We'll get into that. That was a, that was going to be a topic before it? our 
Yeah, I forgot to send you the topic. Yeah, this what a week. great, great I've been slacking this week. I didn't, I didn't make like a logo for like our show or anything this week. I've just been slacking. I haven't done anything in like four months. Besides show up. Yeah. I've been busy, man. I, I get Jim will just live tweet like here and there. Like surprise. I'll be like, oh, I guess Jim's live tweeting. Cool. Yeah. For someone that's on my phone a lot, I don't do a lot on it. Because he's an idiot. Usually just on the old PH hub. On the PH hub. <laughs> <laughs> Going to town. <laughs> Porn. Porn. Um, with uh, browsers. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I really haven't been doing much, man. I haven't. You know, the old Stoutsy was. Uh, I got pretty drunk this weekend, but not not this Stoutsy lately. I've been. Well, I mean, I was time. I was sick for about two months. Shitting out your ass. Shitting out my ass, throwing up out of every hole possible. <laughs> it was rough, but not, I mean, say I went to the PGA. We'll we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's about it, man. What about you? Friday night, I sang karaoke. I sang uh, Africa. By Toto. Nice. I killed it. I got a groupie. After one song, I got a groupie. Katie's just standing by, just laughing at this girl. And I was like, kindly brushed her off. But then the guy who was singing Africa with, he sang another song. And then she jumped on him, which was hilarious. Because it's like, oh, I didn't get that guy. I'm going to jump to the next guy then. She's probably an offended mark. She was. She wanted the D. By D, I mean dick. Dicka. 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 What puts my dick in? Do you know that Africa did a cover of a Weezer song? Mm hmm. Yeah. Hashpipe. That's pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. But yeah, I went to a karaoke bar on Friday. And then I went to uh, Katie's Naked Lady's Cabin on Saturday and just had like a chill night out there. Nice. Won some money playing poker. So that was nice. Yep. Good for you. And then uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I didn't do anything on Sunday. It was that was my lazy day. I didn't either, man. I think I just laid around all day. Yep. That's basically Katie and I just laid around. We watched Big Brother. Big Brother's been great this season. Shout out to all, any Big Brother fans out there. This season's been phenomenal. I love that. I will tweet some stuff on the Offended podcast about this this season. And at first, I was getting shit on. We were getting shit on for the stuff I was tweeting about Big Brother. But now... Like, fast forward three weeks later, the whole Twitter universe for Big Brother has flipped. And it's like, this is what I've been saying since week four, motherfuckers. Like, the entire, everybody, everybody at first was like, fuck this guy, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. I'm like, no, those guys are cool. Fuck the other side. Now they're like, yeah, fuck that side. I'm not saying that I jump-started that, but I, I, I rocket ship, I rocket trapped them, for sure. Anytime you get a chance to just... I've, humble brag when i win oh yeah jeez i'm no fuck the humble i brag when i win especially if it's over like if it's over like a certain amount of weeks i will definitely brag the fuck out of it because fuck those people because those are like they're they remind me of wrestling fans on twitter where it's like we're gonna eat you alive if you don't agree with us i'm like that's what's, what's the point no you don't have to like do that just like just be cool i don't know a damn thing about big brother so i'm uh i'm not capable of helping defend you on twitter no that's okay then i don't expect you to i mean i'd probably just like our own tweet <laughs> what did that happen it did that happened i i love yeah. how the guy was like you liking your own tweets yeah blah, and, then, blah. <laughs> and then i was like okay you fucking dork you want to go there and i just it, read your fucking like bio you're a dork and oh. then i respond with <laughs> i go eh, yeah that's my bad here uh 
I got my face. I'm deep. I'm face deep in Chinese food, not paying attention. And then that guy goes, "Can I have some?" And I was yeah. just like, "I'm not fucking that." Responding no, it's like, to you. No, but like, what actually made me mad about that was like, dude, you're gonna come at us with like, you're gonna fucking talk shit to us when we were just having like a typical wrestling debate, and then he tried to be a dick, and he's like, "Oh, ha 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 ha." Yeah. I'm like. Dude, your fucking like Twitter handle says you're in purgatory and you're single. You're a fucking dork. Yeah, like <laughs> dork. God. And then he's like, "Oh, you got to be rude." I'm like, "Fuck you! You're yeah, like, being yeah, rude dude. first. Yeah. This is what I hate about Twitter. This this is why I hate Twitter and like social media because it's like, oh, you can talk shit, right. but when you get it back, you're like, oh, you're gonna be rude. It's like, dude, you were being. I'm just giving warriors. it back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking douchebag. What are you gonna do? Oh, it's just great that he thought he had us on the whole, like, light your own tweet. And then, bam, Stoutsy comes in, fucking admits his, admits the error. No, he had, the, he thought he had that, and you come in. But it, what the kill was is, like, I read your bio, you stupid yeah. dork. dork. Like, <laughs> I love calling people dorks, by the way. Dork? Yeah, you are a fucking When you call dork. somebody a fucking dork, it's like calling somebody a loser. You can't come back. The loser is one of my favorite ones. Loser's like, God, great. You're, you're loser. such a fucking loser. Like, you're just like, oh, fuck. Fuck you. No, I'm not. But calling somebody a fucking dork. Yeah, dork. It's hilarious. Fucking dork. It's, it's like hilarious. A forking. A, forking, a fucking mark. That, where he's like, oh, you, you gotta be, you, you gotta be rude. You gotta be rude. It's like, it's like, dude, you're censoring your own words. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's about Brie Bella. Yeah. Carmella. What a ballsy statement by that guy. A ballsy dumbst. Brie is not better than Carmella. Sorry. No. Carmella is a thousand times better than Brie Mode. Yes. A thousand. Like, Nikki was the one who had the decent matches. It wasn't Brie. No. Brie hasn't had a good match. Brie had, like, a run where she did have a couple good matches here and there, but that stopped, like, quickly. And was, she didn't wrestle she for didn't a really while. have, like, a character either. It was, no. Like, it was right. stupid. It was yeah. stupid. Anyway, that was our weekend talk. That was our Twitter <laughs> weekend. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's go to the songs of the week. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Obviously, where is a song on here that I feel like we both have? I'm going to... Let's just save that to the end. Yeah, I mean... We'll save it to the end. I'll kick it off. All right. I'm going to kick it off with respects to Aretha Franklin. Um, Aretha, we love you. One of the greatest musicians of all time. Queen of soul. The queen of soul. R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. I'm going to go with respect, obviously. Uh what you want, baby, I got it. Who? What you need, who? I know you got it. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. It's a great song. It it's is. a great song. R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. She sang, obviously, uh, America the Beautiful at WrestleMania three in the Pontiac Silverdome, brother. Oh, brother, brother. Oh. Excuse me. I'm just so excited. <laughs> I thought I was in the Silverdome, brother. Yeah. That's the best wrestling botch. I think that's my favorite wrestling match because it's like when he realizes it, he's like, because he just goes, ah, oh, fuck. Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Then The Rock and Austin come out and just give him shit. And shit. He's like, yeah. fuck. Fuck. Yeah. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, but great, Aretha Franklin, respect. Great, that's my great pick. One. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna follow you up with an Aretha Franklin song. Think? Uh, huh? Think? Think? Is it the song Think? Song? No. Oh. It's a good song. Freedom. No. Freedom. What movie is that in? It's a lot. It's nah, a but lot it, there's movies. a. Is it in? Remember the Titans? Might it might be actually? I think there's it I, might I, be. there's a important scene in there. Where it is, but uh, Aretha Franklin, son of a preacher, man. 
Oh, on a son of a bitch. It's a great song. I forgot she did that song. I totally forgot that was Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I remember she's amazing, man. She is. I was like, what about? I think earlier this week was kind of like she's in the hospital. Yeah, and yeah. It was one of the, it was almost like a Ric Flair thing. It was like, is it gonna? It was. Yeah, Flair was the one who kicked out a two. No pun intended, but. Yeah. Flair literally did kick out it too because they were like Flair's in a dire situation that's yeah. probably not good. Charlotte, I mean, was with with Rick the whole time because they yeah. thought that was going to be that over a month. Yeah, I remember listening. Uh, I dropped off Naked Lady at work on Monday, and on the way back to my house, I was listening to the Rizzo show. And they yeah. were Patrico was like, "We got some weird news right now." Uh, Aretha Franklin's mid to hospital. He's like, it's not looking good. Yeah. So I was kind of waiting this whole week, and today it happened, unfortunately. Yeah. But well, R.A.P., Aretha Franklin, yep. Queen of Soul, one of a kind. Really is. One of a kind. I was actually kind of bummed. Like, too, a little bit, man. Like, Aretha Franklin was cool. Sad like, to see him go. Yeah. I mean, she was only 76. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know exactly what actually happened, though. But And pause, uh, Songs of the Week, R.A.P., the Jim the Anvil Nyhart as well. Yes. Yes. It's been a rough month for wrestling. Yeah, it has, man. Yeah, it Real has. Rough. Jim the Animal Knight with his laugh. His laugh that rivals Ted DiBiase's laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you see that the picture of uh, the Hart Foundation? It's just like everybody else shadowed out except Yeah, that's a, such a fucked up picture, man. It really is. Because they should all be alive. They yeah. should all be alive. Yep. Like, Bulldog died young. He was in his 40s. Uh Owen Hart was a freak accident who yeah. probably would still be still, alive. Yeah. Uh, Brian Pillman had that undisclosed like heart um, right. emergency that nobody knew about. Like if they would have caught, if they would have known about it, he probably would still be alive today too. Which yeah. sucks, man. It's fucking sucks. It's crazy. It's weird. It's the heart. The heart family, man. It, they're cursed. They like are. I don't know what it is. I don't know what voodoo shit that they got into. But man. They have had some fucked up shit happen to that family in the yeah, last 20 years. It really like, has. it's crazy. Even back to when Bret Hart had the stroke and, like, all that. Fuck, that's like, right. I forgot about that. When Bret Hart got kicked by Goldberg, even. Yeah. Like, it's just weirdly bad luck. Mm-hmm. Just right in a row. Yeah. But anyway. So you had Aretha, I had Aretha. My next song. Oh, I forgot to put down the name of this person. No, let me look it up. Let me look. Stall. 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 Mark Stahl, Jordan Stahl. I never remember the other fucking brother. Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. There we go. What did you write the name down of? My song. Wow. <laughs> Greatest host ever. That's how good you are. I, you know, I'm not really... Uh... The fact that you can forget and remember, though, that's, that's a talent not many people have. <laughs> And you can pull it off. <laughs> Always on my ass, though. Stotesy, where's your fucking list? You got your fucking shit I had there? the song written down. I just want to get the fucking name right. Okay. Life in a Northern Town by the Dream Academy. It's an 80s song. They're from the 80s. I didn't think a lot of really like, good music came out this past week, so I had to go yeah, back a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't to, listen to uh, much music. But you know this. The Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm away. Yeah. 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 Life, Life in a Northern Town. That's my pick, the Dream Academy. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's a song that people forget about, but I'm not going to let you people forget about it because this is what we do on Songs of the Week. You know? Make you remember. On Spotify, I have a hundred percent songs of the month. Remember the dream. Uh, uh My next song is by a band called Lovely the Band. 
Oh, you ever heard of them? Yeah, I actually saw, they opened for uh, the Kooks when I went and saw the Kooks live. I think I've only heard like one song by them, like had a they, while ago. They but. have a great cover of "Where Is My Mind." Ah, <sighs> yeah, that's it's on the FIFA place. soundtrack, I think. Huh? Uh, but this song is called "Maybe I'm Afraid." Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I have a pretty indie list this wow, week. Wow, kind of like you did last me. week. Uh, my, yeah, my chin, uh, chill indie windows down mix. Last yeah, week. that's what I have this week. Maybe I'm afraid. Uh, nice little indie groove. Nice, nice. They kind of no, they don't. No, they can do the other song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I'm afraid. Maybe Lovely I'm the band. Nice, nice. Uh, my third song of the week is the SummerSlam theme song, not by Flo Rider oh, though, God. by AJR, uh, bringing the house down. It's a, okay. nice, it's a fucking fun song, man. It's a nice little song. I like it. I like it a lot. I actually really like that song. We're only going to hear it a thousand times. No, Sunday. they've been playing Flowrider more. You haven't been hearing that at all. I don't I don't hear Flowrider. I, I mute it. It's just a good vibration. I'm not going to lie. You're going to hate me for this, but I actually like that I know Flowrider you do. song. I know. You like every fucking Flowrider song. Dude, it just gets me. When I'm drunk and I'm like, I'm going to party, it's like when Flowrider comes on, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Unless go. it's Boots with the Fur and no women are booty my house, My House by Flowrider is amazing only for the fact, only for the fact, and you will agree to this. If you don't agree with this, you can get the fuck out and I'll find a new co-host. But My House by Flowrider is great for the sole fact of two years ago. When it was released, the Blues played it against the Chicago Blackhawks in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, this, this is our house, motherfucker. You're not going to come in. And we killed them. We destroyed them that game. Ever since then, that's my grandpa's favorite song. Every mm-hmm. time that my house comes on, he's like, Florida. I'm like, know. yes. <laughs> yes, it is. He would've, loves Florida. It's hilarious. It would have been cooler if they would have played like My Way by Limp Bizkit when the Blues played. Yeah. This time I'm gonna let it all come out. This time I'm gonna take a slap shot now. Yeah, I'm just saying it would have been better than. Welcome to my house. We have purple seats. Not anymore, you turd. Thank God. They are black and gray. <laughs> just make them that was fucking on the spot. blue. That was on the spot. <laughs> just make them blue. Nah, the seats. No, the seats look fucking cool. Have you seen how cool Detroit looks with all red seats? It's sick. No. We have black and gray because we're a dull fucking city. I'll say it. St. Louis is a dull fucking city. dull as shit. Look, it's the urge. Oh, you... Hey, I'm going to be the city folk that, like, complains and complains and complains about how there's nothing to do in the city. But, hey, when an MLS stadium gets the vote... We vote against it because we're fucking retarded. And yes, I use retarded. That's because it wasn't a fucking like art festival being put up or some so stupid. stupid. Shit. It is stupid. It's fucking stupid because it's like the taxes get raised by twenty nine cents. You it would literally you would not even know on your taxes. But the media here in St. Louis made it seem like the taxes are going to be. They're like your taxes are going to get raised if you vote yes on this. It's like why are you fucking promoting it like that? <laughs> like what the fuck? <sighs> it, that pisses. That's still. We need to move on because I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go on that because I'm still heated on that, especially after the PGA Tour. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say save it. Just save it. Save it. Trick. Save it. Save it. Uh, my third song. Uh, just heard this. I am trying to fucking talk. I'm angry. The people want to hear me. Sorry, I just, I just went full blown Ken Shamrock. Sorry. Right. 
<laughs> what just like threw a bunch of punches in ah! <laughs> <laughs> lion's den uh so he used to, he used to punch himself in the face yeah. twice and just ah! Ah! <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to do out there. And then he took a cherry shot from the rock and it just killed him. <laughs> what just happened? Alright, my next song. <laughs> I just heard this one today. It's called 4AM by Girl in Red. The Matrix. The the, uh, the beat <laughs> reminds me of the X's. The XX's? The XX's, yeah, yeah. Mine, it reminds me I like of, them a you lot. listen to it. And the, but the voice reminds me of the band Fahrenheit. Or it's like you hear the voice, but there's like a echoing yeah. tone to it. Yeah. Uh, you'd like it. It's a good song. 4 a.m. Probably would. The XXs are probably one of my favorite bands. But do you know I what's a better song than 4 a.m.? Like if you play it an hour before 4 a.m.? 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. By Rob Thomas and Friends? Yeah. 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 It's 3 a.m., man. I want to go to bed. Oh, that's how we are. My bad. So anyway, my <laughs> <laughs> it's actually 2 a.m. on that song. But, uh, what do you got? What's your two? This is my fourth, right? Let's see. Uh, my fourth song, new single by the band uh, Bono and Friends, U2, uh, Summer of Love. It's a new single. Uh, Seasons of Love? Summer of Love. Seasons of Summer of It's a really chill. It's very fucking chill for, like, U2 is have chill they're basically a chill band but this is like this is a super like chill song this is like a song you listen to when you're watching like the dusk like sunset like basically like, like pull out a lawn chair dude it's a good song it's crack a really open a song, beer but it's their new single summer of love i like it a lot all right what's your i don't know uh, they don't play it on mtv so they don't play any music on mtv <laughs> i know yeah you know what they play on mtv kiki do you love me are we riding? Can I tell you what happened today? I was changing radio stations. 104.1. That comes on. I go, oh, fuck all out of here. <laughs> so I fucking keep scrolling through the stations. 100.3. little old school hip hop comes. I'm like, oh, great. Song ends. What comes in? Kiki, fucking yes. Do you love me? <laughs> I'm working with DeVasto, and I just <laughs> I have my bottle of water. I just go... Are you gotta be fucking kidding me? And I throw my <laughs> bottle. Like I was legit heated. I was like, "Fuck, man, I want to hear that song." I was like, "All right, cool." I got away from the station. Nope. Pop turns on. I was like, "Mother!" I about hopped out of the car so, and just and got ran over. Speaking of overplayed songs, uh, this song hasn't been played in a while because it got overplayed. But now I listen to it again recently, and I'm like, "God damn, this is such a good song." It's brought to my attention last night at trivia, which was. Uh, good pal greg who was on the first episode of offended and on the florida the crazy drunk florida edition of offended which if you haven't listened to i would highly recommend well, the week to. i quit yeah but it's hilarious that week is hilarious because we were all just wasted i heard i heard but he was like i just listened to uh what was post malone's uh, album called beer so, box and bentley's he's like i just listened to beer box and bentley's and he's like it's fucking really good for mumble rap. I'm like, I haven't even put Post Malone in mumble rap, man. Like, he's more than mumble rap. He's, he's a just rapper. Like, yep. he's talented. He can sing, too. And, yeah. And he's like, no, no, it's mumble rap. I'm like, no, he's not. Nicolay's like, yeah, no, he's not mumble rap at all. I'm like, actually, the song Psycho is amazing. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Psycho kind of faded away, like, quickly, too. It wasn't like, that's one of the songs that was, like, played over and over, but it faded. It faded right when his album dropped. 
Yeah. Because everybody's like, damn, this whole thing is yeah. good. Yeah. But Psycho is such a good fucking song. It really is. I think we played it a thousand times at the bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I hate people going oh, psycho. Oh, like all my friends like Michael. They just turn around. And I'll be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> you, know, you were looking down the whole time. I'm like, I'm keeping this face till he looks up. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a you sound like a big choo choo train. You sound like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing. Ever. Rocky. Oh god. All right. Uh, what's your fourth song? <laughs> number two. My number two. Uh, this song apparently came out a couple years ago. I found it on the Mr. Robot soundtrack. So I'm getting amped up for Mr. Robot's comeback. Uh, it's called Open Tales by Bora York. Oh, yeah. Do you know who that is? Have yeah. you heard the song? Mm-hmm. I fucking I don't know, know the song, but I've heard of them. And Bore York, yeah. Uh, I should listen to it. It's, it's pretty much a, another indie song. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs, though, where I think it's too short. Into time yet? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm just... Yes. Maybe three times or four times? Yeah. Okay, so anyway... No, fuck yeah. So... Let's what, get into... I don't know what just happened. I just feel like we got taken over. Like, an NWO thing just, I like, f- happened. But, like... Stoutsy and I, we have the same number one because, um, I mean, we said last week. And we said last week that when the album comes out, we're going to dissect it song for song because we're going to skip songs of the week that week. We're going to have, we're just going to do the whole album of this when it comes out for Music for Cars by the 1975. The 1975, two time, two time, two time by the 1975 is, I love it. they have so much range and like, incredible people, this is Getting some hate. This song is getting some hate by the by the general public. Uh, Why? Because the auto tune, the auto tune in the song. Like but, they've never auto tuned a song before. Exactly, but it's like people who are, let's put it this way: people who are stuck up asshole like movie critics who can't accept change and bands evolving into something else. They don't like change. The nineteen seventy five. Every song that they have put out for this new album has sounded different. Mm-hmm. That one's the first from the first song to the second song to the third song. Not any all three of those songs all sound completely different. Like they should be on different albums. Really? Yeah. No, they should. Yeah. It's, and this uh, is a new one that's has the pop. It has the pop radio feel to this song, uh, and that's why people don't like it because it has the pop radio feel. While the other one was. Uh, Love It If We Made It is obviously the politically charged song of the album. The song goes hard. And it just rips apart Trump in the last verse. And then the first song, uh, Give Yourself a Try, is ripping on our society. Which, Love It If We Made It is also ripping on society Mm -hmm. to a point, but it's more of a political stance and like everything. Well, I think all three songs are ripping on society. Like, I think this one, this one, I haven't, like, dissected the lyrics too much, but... So this is where... I don't mean to cut you off, but this is where the 1975. Sorry, sorry, I steved you, but this is where the 1975 is. Uh, this is where they. This is where it's connecting. Yeah. Every album connects. They yeah. connect That's their songs somewhere, and this album now is connecting on our society. This is obviously they hate where we're at right now, and yeah. I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean it's you know a brief inquiry to online relationships, and this song hits on that about infidelity and fucking liking pictures and all this shit and all that like the stupidity of like 
not being able to be trusted because of yeah. fucking likes and hearts and fucking exactly shit like that. I fucking I uh, it came out and I was like I texted you and was like thirty minutes song comes out because it was like yeah. seven thirty p.m. BST time and I was like what the fuck does that mean in yeah. Central Time? Because it's in, like, it's oh. over in England, right? Yeah, and it was like it was like uh, one thirty and it was like one o'clock. I was like thirty fucking minutes. And so it's funny. So. I said to Naked Lady the night before, I'm like, I'm wondering if the song is going to come out at 2 p.m. tomorrow because they keep promoting the BBC and BBC's in England. Normally, the, how I matched this up was like, normally for like Premier Premier League games or like Champions League games that are like during the week, and but they're a primetime game over in England. They're played at 7 o'clock England time, which is 2 p.m. our time, central time, which is uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So I'm like, I wonder if this is going to come out at 2 o'clock tomorrow. And you texted me, like, right at 2. Like, here's the song. I'm like, oh, my God. It actually, I was right. I was yeah. like, I didn't even that. I had no intention of being right on that. And I totally called it. Let's Humble fucking brag. Again. Are you bragging about knowing a time change because of soccer games? Yes. That's, <laughs> That's like me knowing, like, oh, hey, the Cardinals are on the East Coast. They're playing at nobody cares about baseball, Jim. Nobody cares about baseball. Even though Bader is a stud <coughs> and the Cardinals are tearing it apart right now. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Uh, Cardinals, uh, Cardinals at, are tearing it apart right now. At about twenty minutes ago, they, who do baseball care for you? Watch. In the last ten fucking games, the Cardinals Mark. are like nine and one. You're a fucking Cardinal Mark. I am, and I will admit it. I will totally admit it. Here's the difference between me and bandwagon hockey fans. I admit that I'm a bandwagon Cardinals baseball fan. I admit it because I don't care for baseball. But when they win games and they're fun to watch, yeah, I'll watch it. And I'll root for them. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I'll fucking watch anyway. it. But those fucking losers who fucking act like they're hockey fans. for They've been hockey fans for so long. But then when we call them out for being bandwagon fans when we lose. And then they bitch about it, bitch about it, and bitch about it. <laughs> fuck those people. Todd just spinned this. But anyway. Spin? No, spinned. Oh, spin zone. And yeah, and I, it was a real fucking spin zone to the point where Jim's even like, it's got a point. I'm just saying you're. You can't lie. I have a fucking point. I understand time zones. Anyway, though, at 2 o'clock today. Yesterday. Okay, Steve. 1975 came out with two time two. And I told you, I was like, I think this song's about the Me Too movement because the way they had it spelt out, I was off. I was way off. Yeah, you're way off. Stupid idiot. Fucking. All three songs make me dance a different way. They just make me get into it. And they gave us a music video for yeah. Love It If We... I, I, fuck, and I can't handle it right now. Yeah, so uh, give yourself a try. I'm like, all right, just, you know, you're happy dancing. Like, give yourself you a try. kick your legs around. Uh, love It If We Made It. I'm, like, raging on that yeah. song. You got my just Snapchat fucking last head night. Banging. I'm just fucking, like, headbanging, like, screaming, like, crying. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to break shit on this song because it's so true. Because it's like... I love it if we made it was just the like that's the anti that's the anti establishment song basically. And then you have uh two time, two time, two time, which is like the I just wanna dance this, but the underlying meaning of the song was him cheating, basically. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's like a third eye blind song, You're like, yeah, yeah, happy, but it's like no, this song's no, actually, actually pretty fucked pretty up. Fucking depressing. Yeah. But 1975, two time, two time, two time. Um, that was it for songs of the week. Uh, we're gonna definitely gonna dissect the music for cars when it comes out. I can't wait. 
can't wait for that. Yeah, that's and that was our Songs of the Week. Make sure you go follow our playlist at Offender Presents Songs of the Month exclusively on Spotify. Before we get into the rest of the podcast, before we get into our top 20 SummerSlam moments, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Kyle Fauché. I'm interrupting this podcast to ask a few important questions. If you were stuck on a desert island, would you want Will Smith movies or Will Smith music? Who is the baddest villain Jason Statham has gone up against in his movie career? What are the top 10 most rewatchable TV shows of all time? Check out the Going Off Topic blog with me, Kyle Fauché, to get the answers and much, much more. You can find the website at kylefauché.blogspot.com. That's K-Y-L-E-F-O-S-H-E.blogspot.com. Make sure to subscribe so you get the new post right in your email. Also check out the social pages, going underscore off underscore topic and mostate314 on Twitter and going off topic with Kyle Fauché on Facebook. Now back to the guys with the offended podcast. Look at my koozie right now. Uncle Dino oh. and Uncle Dino Ambrose. I love the shirt he has. Return to the society. Or return to society. society. Whatever. I love it. Like it. Love it. I also love the logo because it's, it's kind of a kick on the Dead Kennedys logo. Remember the Dead Kennedys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I, was a, I was a big Dead Kennedys guy fucking really? in like eighth grade, man. That right. was like some Tony Hawk's music. Uncle Dino is back. And if you want to hear... Back and jacked. Yeah, he's like a real jack, baby, Booker T. But uh, if you want to hear our SummerSlam predictions and NXT TakeOver predictions, make sure you tune into our weekly wrestling wrap-up. That's where that's at. Normally we do it on Offended, but guess what? Nope. We're just going to be on a weekly wrestling wrap-up now. So that's all of our predictions all year long. If we ever have any predictions, that's where it's going to be. So make sure you go tune to that it's on our Periscope, which will be on our Twitter at OffendedPod. Moving on. Nice job, Todd. What? Just a great job all around by you there. Thank you. Thank you. It actually sounded <coughs> like a real show for once. No, not at all. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> uh, this past week, I just want to throw this out there real quick before we get into our, all of our other shit. Um, Wayne Rooney, did you see his play the other night well, for DC soccer. United? Okay, so the game, DC United is playing, I forget who, it's MLS, nobody cares. But the game is tied. Two to two in the ninety fifth. Oh, when he stole the ball. Yeah, yeah, he's playing against a bunch of fucking Jamokes. That's true. That's true. I like, like how you who oh, fucking using the word Jamokes. That's my word. But anyway, that's your word. <laughs> you just fucking own it. You fucking jabroni. But it's two to the game. Just even if it's playing against a bunch of Jamokes to pull that playoff to pull off the perfect cross, though it's two to two. Ninety fifth minute out of six minutes of added time. DC United's goalie. Is in the fucking box on the op- opposing team for the corner kick. The corner kick gets turned away out to like the left side of the field. 
to like the middle of the pitch. This guy has a clear, clear shot and empty net. All he has to do is just dribble it down and just tap it in. Wayne Rooney comes in out of fucking nowhere. Slide tackles, takes him out. Clean play, takes the ball, starts dribbling it back, dribbling it back, makes this beautiful fucking cross, and they headball it in for the goal to go up 3-2 to two in the last minute of the game. That's one of the... Wasn't the cr- ball in the air for like two minutes? It was just like... Yeah, it felt like it. it felt Why like didn't somebody just head it out? It felt like the goddamn like Ricky Prol like play in the Rams. So it's like it's just in the air. It's just in the air. It's just in the air. Is somebody gonna catch it? Somebody gonna get it? Somebody gonna get it? And that head, but the guy who finished that head ball, that head ball is fucking beautiful. Like MLS or not, that head ball was fucking beautiful. I feel like somebody should have been able to just like head it out of bounds. But the play that Wayne Rooney made is one of a kind. That's why Wayne Rooney is as good as he is, still to this day. That's just like, hey, Connor McDavid, go play over in the KHL for, like, a game. Like, I want to say the KHL. Maybe, like... You know, that's what you said. It's what you said. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't watch soccer. It's fine. You, to you, it's just like, oh, it's just another play with a ball in football. Because it's football, Jim. But anyway, moving on. Ugh. The PGA Championship, the 100th PGA Championship, was in Nuts, the great man. city of boring St. Louis, Missouri, at Bella Reef. It was and crazy, man. We had probably one of the best turnouts the PGA Tour has ever had probably, in their history. Yeah. Yep, that's what they were saying. I was there Saturday. I was lucky enough to go. I'm a, I like to think I'm kind of a golf guy now. I've been <laughs> golfing for about a year. For uh, about a year. Oh! Yeah? No, no, keep going. What? I have a tournament coming up. So. <clears throat> oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I was there Saturday, man, and it was I was there from fucking eight a.m. till seven p.m. It was a long day of standing, but I got I got to see Tiger Woods oh, up close and personal That's five or six that, times. I'm a tiger, I'm a tiger. It's He's, a tiger. Tiger is back. Uh, I've watched him birdie a hole. I watched a hole in one right next to the green. The turnout wasn't what what's funny so we got some breaking news in terms of offended breaking news but on our weekly wrestling wrap-up stoutsy cut an amazing impression of jcd <laughs> jcd just re- watched it and he said oh my god i love that <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what we're talking about go watch our weekly wrestling wrap-up it's around the 12th minute 12 minute mark the kid from the midwest fucking Cuts a Yonkers promo. I can cut a Yonkers promo, man. Uh, that got weird. That was Jamaican. <laughs> that was Queens. That was Jamaican Queens. So, I've been York. tipsy since the start of this uh, podcast, and it's getting worse. So uh, let's speed this up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man, the crowds. I mean, being able to see. I mean, growing up, Tiger Woods was easily in the top three greatest athletes through the 90s easily. early 2000s easily one of the highest paid and it was like tiger nice. tiger tiger that's all you knew and now he's 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 back i got a trivia question for you okay or i just got a question for you in general i okay. want your opinion um yeah. in the late 90s early 2000s who was more anonymous like who was more like when you think of nike do you think of more tiger or michael jordan tiger See, michael was his own brand. i thought michael Michael was his own brand. But Air Jordan's owned by Nike. True, but... 
So, to put it in that sense... Like, nobody's like, oh, I'm getting these Nike Jordans. It's like, no, I'm getting Jordans. Okay, but put it in that sense of, like, you're getting these Jordans. Jordans are Nikes. Right. So, okay. Do you Nobody think, looks at that switch, though. Do you though, think more of Jordans or Nikes? Because this is, like, kind of like, do you think of WWE or NXT? NXT is kind of in that standpoint right now where it's like, there could be the Jordans, basically. Yeah. And WWE just has their mark on it. So, if WWE has their mark on it and more people are talking about NXT, you're still talking about WWE. Are you saying what I think was more popular, like Jordan or Nike? Who? This is or, this is. I just had an argument with somebody about this like not so long ago. About I thought Jordan was more for Nike. Utah always talked about Jordan for Nikes, and they're like, no, Tiger was for Nike because you, you said the same thing. Like Jordan had Jordans, but Jordans are owned by correct. Nike. Yeah, yeah. So with that aspect, I believe that Jordan was more than Tiger for the Nike because. Unbeknownst to those people who don't really under, like get it, Nike owned Jordan, and Nike owned the Air Jordans and all that, and Air Jordans are still fucking going to this day, right. and it's like, so does that mean Michael Jordan, I think, is number one over Tiger? As in, like, a popular athlete, then? As a popular athlete and somebody who's did more for the Nike brand than Tiger. Uh, I see what you're saying, but I think... The Jumpman logo is just, like, obviously, like, but nobody, like, I never thought of, like, when somebody's like, oh, man, I got, you know, Jordan shoes. I was never like, oh, yeah, Nike made those. But that's my, that's my argument. It's not like. Like, I think Jumpman got big. I think Jumpman got bigger than Nike. It did. I totally, I totally agree. But at the same time, this is for Nike. So. True. In my opinion, everybody's always like, the Jumpman got bigger than the Nike logo. That's fine. That's still for Nike, though. True, but uh, I don't think people – I think people went out and got Jordan stuff more than they did, like, say, go, like, oh, man, Jordan's with Nike. I want to go buy Nike stuff. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but that's, that's my point, though, that people were so intrigued by Michael Jordan himself instead of, like, oh, I'm going to go out there because it's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has his famous, like, pump, like, fist right. with a red shirt that Michael Jordan did more for Nike than Tiger Woods did. Only because you have the Air Jordans. The Air Jordans are synonymous with Nike. But because people are like, it's Air Jordans, they're forgetting the fact that it's Nike. That automatically makes Nike just that much more money. Because you're forgetting that it's Nike. Okay, yeah. If if that's what you're talking about, like how much money they kind of brought in, then yes. But even in the other aspect, though, I think still Michael Jordan. When I think Nike, I think Michael Jordan over Tiger. I can see that, but I also think it's too different. Like, there's only so much like golf attire. This is Nike a solid debate. It is. Like, there's only so much golf attire that, yeah. like, the audience. Like, there is a huge audience, but like, uh, like they weren't making like golf, uh, Nike yeah. basketball. Sh- you exactly. know, like there yeah. was like with basketball, you have basketball shorts, you have tank tops, yeah. you have hats, you got all this. Definitely. Like golf, you had like you could have got Nike golf shoes, like stuff you actually used to go golf or like a polo so i i get what you're saying i think i think it's just the fact that the jumpman logo made itself bigger than nike but also i agree with you that it definitely brought a lot more money to nike than tiger did tiger brought more to oh fuck jesus now that's a whole nother debate who brought more to what game it's like fuck but right uh i don't know i think i'm just like equally opinionated on it 
It's just the fact that Tiger never had a logo. Well, now he does. He's got the TW hat, but, I mean, it's fucking... Jumpman's bigger than Nike somehow. Like, I never associated, like, oh, I got these Jumpmans. Oh, yeah, Nike makes those, though. It's like, no, you got fucking Jordans. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, like, I got you these had Nike Jordans. Jordans. It's like, no, you got fucking Jordans. But you still had Nikes. True. I mean, I had a, I had a pair of Birdman lugs. All white. The rapper Birdman. Yeah, I was a... I went through a, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're going back with JCD. JCD said SmackDown was Undertaker's show. Where I was like, no, it's Rock's show, because SmackDown was the name of The Rock's catchphrase. And I right. pasted some emojis of just the eyebrow. There's a fucking emoji with The Rock eyebrow, people. People don't realize that the eyebrow emoji is The Rock. Like... That's yeah, how that's big the rock. the rock is, that he has his own fucking emoji that people don't even realize that it's the rock's eyebrow. Like, come on, people. Come on. Here's a good question. Right? No, we were just kind of goes into the Michael Jordan thing. Yep. Space Jam. Do you think the rock is doing more for Under Armour than Michael Jordan did for Nike? No. Do you no. think he will? No. Okay. I don't either. No. I don't think it's even close. I think it's it's all like workout shit. It like is. his shoes is. cost like five hundred. But here's dollars. the thing: it's Under Armour. If it was Nike, I think you have an argument because the Rock is so big. Right. I think if the Rock had like a fucking deal with Nike, I think you might have a legitimate argument because Nike sells so many like just gym shorts and stuff yeah, in yeah. general. Under Armour's more like workout, yeah, go to the gym type thing. I Nike's like. You can throw on a pair of Nike shorts and go to the... Yeah. I think if you put Rock with Nike, I think you might have a legitimate like argument, but it's under, 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 totally underperforms under Nike and even Adidas circumstances. So Yeah. But uh, PGA Tour in St. Louis, uh, packed house. Uh, the PGA Tour, I don't know if you saw this, on Facebook and Twitter, they tweeted out, this is when you mic drop on the NFL St. Louis. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's I, so I mean, true though. I, I mean, dude, honest, like I was there. You should have like the amount of people on each hole. There's eighteen fucking holes there. It's a beautiful place, by the way. I, I've never been there before. It's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, every hole, thousands of people. Yeah, thousands on yeah. each hole. And I mean, granted, the crowd was following Tiger, which is something I never seen. You see, fucking old fat white people fucking running. 300 yards down the hole to catch Tiger. Tiger. Oh, it's great. I said I love watching this Tiger more than I did Young Tiger because it's like it's the comeback. It is. It's the chase. Is this like the way Sunday happened? Because Tiger finished second, correct? Second or third or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, This was like a movie to me because it's like the comeback and how you're pushing so hard for this to happen. You have thousands of thousands of pun, thousands, hundreds of it was what they say the general attendance was like at 104,000 so people. It was nuts. You have thousands upon thousands of people watching just for Tiger to make his comeback. Yeah. And he comes just short. Yeah. That's a fucking movie ending. But here's the thing, too, is it's the fact that you win. It's the fact that you come just short and still have the people cheering for you. There's a good, I'll, I'll just round a number out, 10 other phenomenal golfers, young golfers that are there that people should be watching. And they're watching Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. And he's performing. Dude, honestly, like... Tiger it, got his, like, shit back, man. Yeah. Hearing this... So, you could hear crowd roars from, like, three holes away. This oh, is how yeah. great the crowds were. Is that 
I think it was like this guy, Rory McIlroy was like two holes away from where I was, and he hit a birdie. And you just hear this, like something you'd hear in like a video game yeah. cheer. And it was like, it get, I was like, what What was that? Yeah. My buddy's like, somebody just birdied like two holes down. I was like, it sounds like a it's tiger. Fucking, I was like, what is going on? And then when I was on the hole where Tiger got a birdie, I mean, it was like, I've heard loud at Blues games. Yeah. And I'll put this up there with it. Like, it was like oh, yeah. goosebumps. Like, how, and um, that's keep rambling, but. The fact that our crowd was so yeah. respectful of every golfer there, I don't know if that was something we're going to get into, is how great the crowd was. But You want to talk about loudest roar that I've heard? Uh, I've been there for Simba. World Series wins. I've been there for, like, a 06 World Series was awesome. That was loud. Yeah. The Winter Classic was louder. Was loud. But the one time that I think St. Louis outdid themselves in the terms of, like, a pop and, like, a major fucking pop to where I was like, it is so fucking loud in here, is when Cody Rhodes and Goldust won the tag team titles against The Shield on Raw. Oh, fuck. That crowd fucking popped so goddamn loud that I turned to my friend like, I can barely hear myself, like, talk right now. Like, it's so loud in here. Everybody... Everybody popped, and the big show got like the yes chance going. Oh, that's right. That crowd honestly was one of the most fun like wrestling crowds I've ever been a part of, be- only because it was so dead. But that story, the storytelling in that match was done so well that the crowd was so into it that the pop was so unexpected. Yeah. When we won, the, when we won, when Cody and Goldust won, that pop was just holy shit. It's like. Kind of like when Sting debuted. Like, yeah. if you go back and watch it on the network, the the audio for the network doesn't do it justice no. by any means. It does it justice when the music shuts off, and you can fucking totally tell for some reason WWE had the mics turned down. Yeah, because when the mics turn off, you can hear the crowd get louder mm-hmm. already in mid chant. Though it's like, well, okay, this was already louder than what it was. Like, right. When I was there for when Sting debuted, that crowd was going fucking insane. Like, fucking insane. But for me, I almost have to put fucking Cody Rhodes and Goldust winning, like, at the top for yep. my, like, personal, like, I've been there and seen top. it. Yep. Uh, winning the World Series, it was loud, but it was like, we saw it coming. Yeah. Cody Rhodes, you didn't see it coming, so the crowd was like, right. holy shit. shit. The Winter Classic crowd is also up there, too, because, like, scoring that... Scoring the goals, scoring goals in hockey in general, the crowd pop in hockey. I think maybe that's why I like hockey so much because the crowd pop is just oh, yeah. insane when you score a goal. It's, it's unexpected. Yeah, exactly. It's unexpected. And then when we score in the Winter Classic, you have the entire Bush Stadium just erupting. And I'm jumping up and down mm-hmm. with like people like we just won the fucking World Series yep. and like Stanley Cup. It's great. It's great. Yeah. But anyway, fucking, I'll clap for the goddamn people of St. Louis PGA Tour. Uh, it's such job. a fuck you to the NFL. That's really such is. a major fuck you to the NFL, mm-hmm. man. Even the PGA tweeted out they were like, yeah. "St. Louis isn't a sports city. This doesn't make sense to us." Exactly. Yeah. And even the golfers. Did you watch? There was a video of the golfers that talked about yep. just how well, Tiger Woods was. Tiger Woods was like, "I wish we could play in front of this every yeah, it's week." It's like the fucking energy that these yeah. people like gave to us, man. It's just another yeah. level. Everybody and loved it. ESPN was saying, ESPN even went on to say like. The NFL or St. Louis just made the NFL look stupid today with the P, or this past weekend with the PGA Tour. Yep. Like you're saying, St. Louis is a sports city. 
They sold out the Winter Classic. They're the only American city to sell out an alumni game fully for the Winter Classic. (laughs) They had more people at the PGA Tour than any other city in the United States in the past, like, 50 years or something. Like, I forget. It's a crazy number. And, like, all this other stuff. And it's like, the NFL wants to keep saying that St. Louis isn't a sports town. I think you need to recheck your facts. Like, I'm, I'm telling Vinny Mac right now. I could see an XFL team doing well here. An XFL team? Fuck that. WrestleMania. Yeah. At Bush Stadium. That'd be nuts. Yeah. Bring it here. Bring it here. So sorry about all the terms of wrestling. It's time for our top 20 matches. Or, excuse me. Top wow. 20 SummerSlam wow. moments. So we did matches last week. Just a good vibration. Don't sing it. God. Just a straight. Can you imagine right. if like Mark Wahlberg worked out, walked out, Yo, the song? It's about that time. I'm gonna get the attitude adjustment. Rhonda, what are you doing in the ring? We got a movie to go watch. Well, how come you're sitting in there? This is crazy, Rhonda. You're gonna get hurt. We got a fucking movie to film. Rhonda, Rhonda, what the what the fuck are you doing, Rhonda? I mean, what do you, what, what do you, say hello to your mother for me? But what the fuck are you doing, Rhonda? What do you, what do you mean? There's a bat in here, Rhonda. Right, anyway, top twenty moments of SummerSlam history. Uh, Stoutsy, you want to kick us off at number twenty? You want to kick us off, you poucher? My list is kind of weird. Mine is too. I was looking at mine. I'm like, this is a weird list, but I like it. Took, I, had a, I had to rewatch some stuff. I, I'm gonna, a, I have a lot of honorable mentions again. I have like two or three. I have like seven. Um, <laughs> my number 20, I'm going to start it off. Uh, it was like the first one that came into my mind for some reason. Uh, Randy Orton beats the unknown name that we can't say to become the youngest WWE champion in 2004. Might be a little higher on mine. Is it? Yeah. It but, might be Chris Benoit. Yeah, it'd be Chris Benoit. Um, but no, yeah, that moment, uh, Orton winning was like, yes, they're pushing like the younger guy. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest world champion in WWE history. Is he 22 or 23 when he won? He, was he not like 20? He was 22 or 23. I, remember uh, I think it was 23 because... He beat Lesnar by a year because Lesnar was 24 when he won. Yeah, so 22, 23. Yeah. yeah. So that's what number 20. Where but it's got? a great... I just remember when like the finish of the match, uh, Christopher uh, No Name was going for the cross face. I just remember the spin around that Orton does the counter into the RKO. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Did he just get it? And he wins. And I love that they main evented. Do you think back... You put Benoit and Orton over Undertaker in the main event of SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure like Michaels had a match that SummerSlam too. I could be wrong, actually. Actually, did Michaels had a match that year? I didn't think he? so. Had to have. I think so. But when you think about all the people that Orton main evented over that year alone, it's like damn, they had a lot of money invested in him. Even though he lost the title a month later to Triple H. The next night on Raw, it was the Evolution turning on Orton. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, where they had him up on the uh, shoulders. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Probably didn't, like, shake his hand or something. <laughs> so, uh, some, uh, Jay posted in the PWP group. Jay posted the, uh, remember when Orton won the WWE Championship in, like, 09 or, like, 08? And... Vince and the fucking whole story was Vince is gonna make everybody shake Orton's hand, yeah. and then Michaels came back. Was that a rib? Did Vince know the whole time? I don't know. I don't know, man, either. Because that that's totally along the same like that's the, along that the same time frame as what's just leaked now, which is funny as fuck. Yep. But anyway, 
Randy uh, Curtin. <laughs> God, that's got to be a rip. It's got to yeah. be a rip. All right, what do you got at 20? Uh, my number 20 is uh, Seth Rollins becomes the double champ with the help of Jon Stewart. Okay. I like that one. Sethy. There's a few I left off from last week, like, there's a few match wise because yeah. it was like similar to the matches and stuff yeah. like that, you know. Which I did too. Like the I, match was a moment in itself. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, but I also felt like uh, some of the moments were bigger than the matches, even if the match itself wasn't that good. So I put that on there. Like I always thought about that. Too. I didn't want to make that not. Was that he was the first like person to hold the world title and the U.S. Right at, at the, the same, same time? time? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, put that as an honorable mention. So that's my number twenty. Just I watched it again today, and. <laughs> I didn't realize like how uh, Cena is trying to call the spot, but I actually think Cena was late on the spot. Cena's so Cena's down on the ground, that. and you see him covering his like mouth. He's covering his face. He's like, "Do this, do this!" Like telling Stuart what to do, and Stuart's listening to him. But it's like Cena, just get up. Yeah, just waiting too long. Get up. Just get up. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like he's telling Stuart to do, and it's kind of awkward for a minute, but it works. It totally works because Stewart isn't a wrestler, so that's why it works. It's like, what do I do? What do I do? And like, Seth, like, it's like, oh god, don't hit me. At yeah. that point, Cena should have already been standing up, up. Yeah. and Cena's not, and he's still doing like, I don't know what to do. Cena then walks over to where Stewart's like laying, da- like, or sitting at, or no, excuse me, standing at. Jesus Christ, laying, sitting, standing. I got, you know, <laughs> got, I got up to it. Light sheet steel. <laughs> But Cena's still just like, hit me. And he's just like, Cena, if you were already in the spot fucking 20 seconds ago, we wouldn't be in this awkward situation. But it still worked, though. That's the best thing about it is that it still worked. It still worked out, you know. And Rollins wins. becomes And that iconic photo of Rollins when he puts up the double titles at the same time, that's such a cool photo. White Power Ranger. Yeah. Uh... My number 19, I just had to throw this on here, of course, the uh, Macho Man Miss Elizabeth wedding. Might be a little higher up. Higher in your, see, I, didn't, I wasn't really, I didn't watch much then, yeah. but I know. I've watched the moment before. Moment. Yeah, so. It's iconic. I know probably a lot of mine are going to be higher on people's lists, but mm-hmm. like my older ones. But I like I didn't that, really. Though. I like that. I didn't, you know. No, I'm I, going off what I watch. I, I like that, though, because it's like. You know, it's what you watch. It's what you grew up on, which is like some people need to like take that in perspective of like, what do you like? Because I know some people's opinions are maybe derived towards of like what other people are saying or what WWE is saying. It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's what you like, man. It's not what about other people like. So right. I like that. Yeah. But uh, my number 19 is Miss Elizabeth. But it's Miss Elizabeth's distraction from Strip the tease. very first. Yeah. From the very first SummerSlam. It's the first time that we ever got like the... Um, like the sex appeal, I guess, in WWE, and God, it's when she took gorgeous. off her skirt, and she's gorgeous. Yes. Miss Elizabeth was fucking gorgeous, yeah. like not just in the sense of like she was sexy, she was beautiful. She was, beautiful. She was fucking a beautiful. Yeah. She was a beautiful woman. Yeah, and that was the first time that you saw like a woman like take off her skirt to use like her features to distract like a wrestler. Yeah, and perfect timing SummerSlam, basically in a bathing suit like it was perfect who was the match against it was the mega powers hogan and macho man versus uh andre the giant and ted dibiase that's right but it's just it's such a great distraction great yeah. distraction that's my number 19 all right uh my number 18 just because i was 
believed the shit out of this uh, was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Oh, God. And I was double scared because I used to be <laughs> deathly afraid of the Undertaker. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, that was such a blunder from, for me. It was such a blunder. Yeah. Oh, it's it like, was stupid. You could totally tell which one's not the Undertaker because yeah. he was two inches shorter. shorter. Yeah. And he was trying too hard to act like yep. the Undertaker. I remember I watched it. I was watching. I was only two or three, but I remember like it was with my sister, and she like was she would cry at the Undertaker, <laughs> and so I would be like, "This guy's gonna come into my fucking house." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the like I've watched it back before, and I was like, "This is the stupidest fucking thing." I think I've told you before. Uh, my family took me to see a like house show at the old barn at the oh, arena, wow. and we had to leave because I got scared. And you my mom, mark. my mom thought it was the Undertaker that I got scared at, but my uncle and my grandma then were like, "No, it wasn't the Undertaker. It was Yokozuna that he got scared at. He was cheering for the Undertaker. He got scared about Yokozuna because <laughs> I think it was at that time the Yokozuna I think like sat on Macho Man and Macho Man like like got out of breath. I forget what the story is. I don't remember if it was Macho Man, yeah. but I remember." Yokozuna doing like his finishing move on somebody to the point where like <laughs> you they thought, couldn't breathe. You thought he was going to sit on you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like I got scared of Yokozuna, but it was hilarious. It's like that's funny. I it's like you would think like a little kid would get scared of the Undertaker. Nope, I got scared. I was cheering for the Undertaker, but I got scared of Yokozuna. I can't tell you how many times I'd like cry in my room with the Undertaker. I loved, I loved the Undertaker, but it, I, 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 I love was, Halloween, so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Like you know, I was so scared of the Undertaker trick that at like grade school, I was afraid to go in like the janitor's closet <laughs> because I thought like back in the boiler room there was gonna be Taker in the back ministry. in the boiler room. Well, so I was actually scared of Mankind when Mankind debuted because he went after the Undertaker and was beating the Undertaker's ass. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, if anybody if he's beating the Undertaker's ass, this guy's scary. This guy's a that's butt. what I thought. And WWE, I guess that works because that's what. That was WWE's mind, like game plan is to have the scary mankind, crazy person beat up the scariest person in WWE. Yeah. And it worked for like for me, it worked. Yeah. But back on the Undertaker versus Undertaker, they tried to throw the swerve because that was the first time Undertaker started wearing purple gloves. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, but the Great Undertaker is obviously the real one. It's like, no, he's just evolving into this Undertaker yeah. now. Oh man! So that was your nineteen. That was my 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was your 18. Uh, my 18 is uh, when CM Punk shows heart against Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. Just yeah. in general. Just at the end yeah. of the match when like Punk's like, I'm not going down without a fight. And Punk yeah. starts coming back. To me, that moment's awesome. That match like, is nuts. I watched it after last week. Again. <laughs> the match is insane. But when Punk starts like <clears throat> coming back and like fucking mm-hmm. hitting him with the kendo stick, he's like, I'm not fucking going down. Punk should have won the match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I think that moment's cool because the crowd's fully behind that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's my eighteen. Uh, my seventeen is Paul Bear turning on the Undertaker. Ooh. Higher up for you? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. We can save it for you. You want to save it? We can save it for yeah. you. Yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Uh, my seventeen is AJ Styles beats John Cena clean. There was no outside interference. There's nothing. Styles beats him clean, yeah. and the crowd's like, "Holy shit. shit!" Styles just beat Cena. Was like, Styles playing heel at that time? He was. Heel. I can't remember. He was heel. Okay, that's why I thought. Okay, I thought so. Okay. He turned heel a couple months before that. That's, that's right. when, like, 
the club came down and Styles and Cena were like, "Let's we're gonna fucking oh, beat them up." And he's like, "Come on!" And then Styles beat turned, up John Cena. Yeah, Styles turns Cena around and hits him with a forearm. Yeah. If you can't if you can't take a forearm to the head, then you should get out of this business. <laughs> but oh, the phenomenal AJ Styles uh, totally uh, won that match. Okay, yep. and cleanly with uh, Styles Clash. A hell of a match. It was a hell hell of a match. Hell of a match. Let me tell you, hell of a match, brother. All right, my, that was so my seventeen. My sixteen. Yep. Uh, going back to two thousand five, little Shawn Michaels Hulk Hogan match. Uh, what number is this for you? This is my fifth. Sixteen. Sixteen. Because huh. what you're saying is my fifteen. Uh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I really love it just because of the whole, the backstory of it that Michael icon versus icon man. And, well. And Michaels like wasn't bought into the story apparently. not at all, and he the, oversold the shit. He was shit. pissed. He was pissed over. So I remember I was going through like looking up, you know, researching all this shit, and I was like reading about, it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's right." And that ma- I remember like vividly him just like mm-hmm. bumping and so fucking hard because Vince Pat Patterson and I think it was uh uh my god the Freebird what's his name um Michael Hayes Michael Hayes yeah uh they booked michaels to go over yeah here we go but they booked michaels to go over and hogan was not cool with that hogan's like no 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 brother no if i'm coming back i'm winning and at first michaels wanted to be who would win between michaels and hogan that's all the story is going to be hogan didn't want to do that hogan threw another conniption fit apparently behind the scenes and they're like hogan wanted michaels to turn heel that's why michaels is only heel for a month because Michaels was like, I can't turn heel because when I was heel, I did all this like bad shit. shit like yeah. I did like all these drugs. I did the alcohol. Like I have a really hard time, like different, well, like differentiating. Yeah, and he was like, coming everything. off, you know, since '02. Yeah, back on his like his his babyface run yeah. of being like Michaels is but back. Yeah. Michaels is like, if I turn heel, when I was heel last, like I was in a such a dark place, place. I just yeah. don't want to go back to that place. I just mm-hmm. want to be babyface. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I was pissed. Like Michaels is like, I was pissed. Like I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And Michaels just started taking those. I love it. And that Michaels like, awesome. if you, he's like, if you really want to do this, Hogan, I will be heel. And people remember this feud, not for you, but for me. For me yeah. And Hogan's like, let's do it. And you remember that feud for probably the greatest promo of all time. One of my all-time favorite promos is Shawn Michaels in Montreal when they're booing him. And he's like, oh, Canada, <laughs> how I hate this place. And then the Bret Hart music comes on. And the crowd oh, yeah. gives one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. Brett never comes out. And Sean just goes, Oh, got your hopes up just a little bit yeah. that night. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Oh, God. Wow. Heel Sean is amazing. Yeah. And then he did all that. Did all that. Hogan beats him the next night on Raw. Uh, Michaels turns back into a baby face against Chris Masters. Yeah. I remember that because I was pissed. <laughs> so I was like, I love Heel Michaels. Heel uh, Michaels is great. And then he turned back into a baby face the next night. I was pissed. The was overselling like, of that match, though, was just... Like it's hysterically great. good. When Hogan gives him the big boot, yeah. and Michaels does like he gets back up and does like the run around and throws his arms down, and Hogan's like, "Whoa, brother!" He like bounces around. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you remember that old like computer game where you could send like the dummy down and it yeah. bounces off a yeah. bunch of things? Yeah. That was Michaels, and it was <laughs> fucking perfect. Oh, that's great. God bless him. And that was your uh, that was your sixteen, and that was your fifteen. That was my fifteen, but my sixteen. 
is uh, Daniel Bryan returns to Team WWE against Nexus. <laughs> so that is my 14, actually. Oh, that's your 14. That's my 14, we'll actually. Save it. We'll save it. We'll save it for that. So what's your 15? Oh, wait. No. I'm sorry. That was my 15. Oh, that's your 15. So that's we, my 15. We just flipped them. Yeah, we did. That's hilarious. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> well, my 15. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan returning. After choking a guy with a yeah, tie. choking Justin Roberts with his necktie, which is like always happens. Like yeah. it always used to happen. Brian's like, I didn't know this was against uh, rules. Like, so like, cold choke fucking yeah. Bret Hart with the cable. Yeah. So what's funny? Um, if you go back and watch one of the Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano matches, uh, I forget which one it was. Uh, Tommaso goes to use something to choke him out. And remember, he wraps it around his neck, and the referee goes, don't choke him, don't choke him, don't choke him. Like, you can hear the referee vividly saying, don't choke him, don't choke him, like begging him not to do it. Was that the match where he moved the the padding off the ground? It might be. It might be. I think it is that match. Because yeah, yeah. he goes to yeah. do it, and he wraps the thing around his neck before he starts to pull mm-hmm. back. The ref's like, don't choke him, don't choke him, don't choke him. So Tommaso just lets go of the rope and just hits him in the back of the head. That's and just, right undoes like everything he did it was like that's hilarious because yeah. you could totally hear the referee going don't choke him like <laughs> that's funny uh but yeah daniel bryan returning but he was on team wwe right in that match in that match yeah yeah went out against nexus right yeah 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 which yeah. team fuck that match yeah. fuck that, that was the match. main event wasn't it yeah and nexus should have won over and they didn't that killed that killed nexus credibility mm-hmm. that killed everything that they had that killed their credibility mm-hmm. and why would you want to see why would you want to kill that Cena even admitted years later Cena was like yeah i should sh- we should have lost that match yeah. like but the daniel bryan coming back was just i mean it's such a cool moment because it sets in this chain reaction of mm-hmm. events especially with miz because miz was supposed to be the sixth the seventh person really yeah, Miz wow. is standing on stage being like, I'm going to go wrestle for Team WB. And John Cena's like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. You're not our seventh and final person. And Miz is like, what are you talking about? And that's when Cena turns around and next is like, our seventh and final person is Daniel Bryan. Bryan walks past Miz and goes oh, that's wrestles right. the match. That's right. <laughs> it's just like that's funny. the fucking storytelling yeah. of this Daniel Bryan-Miz feud is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yep. And they like – so. Don't want to spoil anybody's shit on here, but if you go back on the network and watch the Daniel Bryan like mini documentary back at WrestleMania 30, which is I forget where it's at. It's not under like I forget. Oh, it's where not it's, under the 24. No, it's uh, not. But it's like under something else. I forget yeah. what it is. I think it might be under like Network Originals or something like yep, that. Yep, it is. It's one of the first like Network Originals that they put out. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan is like he talks about how he hates being a celebrity. He hates doing all this stuff. In that documentary, the Miz is like, I love Daniel Bryan. Like yeah. he's, I use a close friend of mine. Like, you know, like we acted like we, like we really didn't like each other and all of this. But like Bryan's worked his ass off. Yeah. Like he deserves everything he gets. And like Bryan, you see, as Miz is talking, Bryan's out in the hallway. He's like, Miz, what are you doing? He's like, I'm talking good about you. It's like, <laughs> it's like that's making you sick to your stomach, isn't it, Miz? And Miz is like, shut up, man. I love you. <laughs> like, it's like. Don't watch that if you want to believe this whole story because they love each other, and it's great. And that's what, to me, is why I love this feud so much because it's like 
best friends always make the best feuds. Okay. And they may not be best friends, but they respect each other enough and they like each other enough to where they can put mm-hmm. on an amazing story. Well, I think uh, that's so good right now because I, I don't think they... I think they hate each other right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that they want to win this rivalry. Yeah, well, not not winning or losing matches, but they like they just want to like like a fuck you. I'm gonna win this over. Yeah, like, uh, this is my mm-hmm. rivalry, which like you said, that makes it fucking great. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that was mine. Sixteen. Daniel Bryan returns. Uh, what's your fifteen? That, that was your fifteen. Yeah. And my fifteen. That was my fifteen. Yeah. So right, and my fifteen was HBK. Sean versus Hogan. So, what's your fourteen? Uh, my fourteen is good old Suplex City with Brock and Ooh. John Cena. Welcome to Suplex City. That was the beginning of Suplex City. That was the intro of yeah, Suplex City. But I don't City. think Suplex City was a catchphrase yet. It w- no, that was that, that was, was the that beginning. Mania. Yeah, that was the beginning. That was the first time that it ever happened. But I don't think they said Suplex City. No, they didn't. Right, they didn't. That but yeah, that's when it first. Do you know like when Suplex City began? It was at Mania. Yeah. When he goes, Suplex City, bitch. Yeah, that's when it started. Yeah. But that I, was That's when beginning. I used to pop for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same here. I yeah. was like, oh my God, kill him, Lesnar. Kill yeah. him. But yeah, against John Cena. Because I remember watching against that Hulk match. Hogan, being like, John Cena. Because he had the red and yellow. That's right. I was like, Jesus, man. Like, is he going to stop? Apparently, Cena the next day, like his eyes were like out of his head. Really? Yeah, that's what Angle said. He was like, yeah, I saw John. He was just like, his eyes were out of the front of his head, just like. He took so many fucking suplexes. <laughs> he just got his ass kicked. Oh man, I can't believe I popped for that. <laughs> Fuck you, Lesnar. All right, All right, what's your fourteen? My number fourteen is the New Day begins their record-breaking title reign at SummerSlam 2014. They win the Triple Threat match, Triple Threat tag team match to win the tag titles against uh, primetime players and uh, the Cologne's name when they had the little bowl with them. Oh, uh, Los Matadores. Los Matadores, yes. Uh, New Day wins that match. That sets off. That's the title win that. That's their record breaking title win. And I remember when they win, Kofi gets the pin. And Kofi does this celebration where he's on his back and he, like, jumps up his back. It's basically, oh, yeah. like he's jumping, but it's on his back. Yeah. yeah. And then that celebration that they do, that's the first time New Day was actually, like, really cheered, too. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Love that. New Day beginning their. Record breaking, <clears throat> demolition breaking tag team title reign. It's got to be up there. Got it. Surprisingly, it's not on my list. Yeah, I didn't I'm, even think about that. That's surprised. That's surprised. I didn't think about it either until I was watching that pay per view just to watch the Lesnar Undertaker like laugh part, <laughs> and then I came across the New Day part. I'm like, oh yeah, this yeah, is the right. one that started their fucking yeah. title reign. That's right. That's got to be uh, to me. That's got to be on there. And hopefully, at the SummerSlam, starts a new one. No shit. Uh, so my number thirteen. Yep, I got uh, Mr. Arrow, Stephen Amell. Oh, uh, in his match with Neville against uh, Stardust and uh, Stardust. Oh fuck, who was Stardust tied with? Uh, King Barrett. That's right. Bad news, Barrett. Yeah. I thought it was. I'm cool afraid I got some bad news for you. That pay per view. I think I remember it being kind of iffy and like that like Stephen Amell's performance being like great pay-per-view pretty damn like he was pretty athletic he did the jump off the off the uh top turnbuckle into the pretty cool thing yeah so that's my 13 uh my number 13 is the next big thing arrives Brock Lesnar defeats The Rock to win his first WWE championship a little higher up on mine but yes we'll save it then we'll save it then Mm. it's number 12 my number 12 
It's uh, good old John Stort oh, taking the chair 20? shot to John Cena. <laughs> didn't see it coming. Didn't. I didn't Because him and Seth had that great. F- yeah. Which I saw I it coming love. when Cena botched. Like, <laughs> good old Cena botch. Uh, and Cena blames the other person because yeah. Cena's like, no, 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 wait. Like, John Stort was just phenomenal through that yeah, whole SummerSlam. He was good. Thing, with the, the promos against Seth and whatnot. The, the backstage thing at SummerSlam when he was like, my. F- Kids' favorite un- or my kids' favorite wrestler is the Undertaker, and like somebody, I forget who they were backstage with. They're like, "Are you kidding me?" And the lights go purple, and the Undertaker just walks. Yeah, past. walks by, <laughs> and like Stewart's like, "I'm not gonna ask him for an autograph." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cool moment because those celebrity moments are so hard to pull off. I feel like but the, they did with Stewart they, they same year. Stewart and ML were the same year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. true that. That was your twelve. Uh, that was my 12, yes. Uh, my number 12 is The Undertaker choke slamming Edge to hell. All right, that is higher up on mine. We'll save it. We'll save it because those are higher. They mean more. We'll save I'll it. I'll put an honorable mention there right now because I don't think it's probably on your list. Maybe. Is there a JBL on your list? Nope. Okay. Uh, remember is, there when, J- is there a JBL? Remember when uh, Taker choke slammed him through the uh, limo? The limo, yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yep. JBL. Thank God he's not on the announce table. Thank God. Uh, Michael. The lights are on bright, Michael. So Michael. And he'd always bring up something that happened over the weekend in some other sporting yeah. event. The lights are on bright, Michael. I'm going to bring up a 1980s <laughs> reference, Michael. And then I'm going to bully whoever the damn hell I feel like. Michael. Idiot. Michael. Uh, Michael. 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 Michael Cole. So my number... <laughs> Eleven, yes, correct. Yep. Uh, I got Finn Balor winning the U.S. title. Oh, it's higher. It's higher on mine. Universal title. It's higher on mine. Does it? Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good for me to a good kickoff at close to the ten spot. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's way higher. higher on mine. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, res- I respect that. I respect that. Only because, like, if you really think about the importance of that title and how the title that title has become the main title, basically. Yeah. Because you know, fuck SmackDown, but. Right. Even though SmackDown has the lineage of Bruno San Martino, true. We're not gonna we're not gonna mention that. No, whatever. But uh, my number eleven is it right? Mm-hmm. My number eleven. Uh, Paul Bear turns on the Undertaker. Yeah, that's my number eleven. It's just like when Paul Bear started laughing, like, "Oh, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. You're not like, supposed to do you, that. Yeah, why are you doing that? Why are you doing, Paul? Why are you doing that, Paul? Paul, stop it, Paul. Yes. Yes. That was cool, though, to watch him. It was smart to put him with uh, Mankind, though. Yeah. That worked well. Well, that's set in the chain reaction of moments that sparred Undertaker and Kane, too. So. Yep. That is true. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, Paul Bear. Fucking chair. Jesus Christ. Fucking chair. All right. It's time for the top ten, right? Top ten. What's your ten? My number ten. Got the old uh, that ladder match with HBK and Razor Ramon. Uh, the moment though is uh, Razor uh, raising up HBK's arm at the end of the match. It's a cool little sportsmanship moment. To uh, was that Michael's first IC win? Or my no 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 way no. Fuck! Jeez, quit breaking the chair. No, I'm just gonna be over here. Damn trick, but uh, yeah, it's a cool moment. 
Show of respect. Fucking throwing things around I in the cockpit studio. I set it down and it just slid that off the bar. That was not a set. That was a throw. That was a <laughs> you toss. You saw me? It just slowly like slid off like that a That was snake. not slow. That was high speed. No, whatever. Uh, whatever, whatever. But that is my number 10 to kick off. Chris top, wow, whatever. Top 10, I got HBK, Razor Ramon. Great match. That's in my honorable mention. Raising the arm. I love those moments. My number 10 is Welcome to Suplex City, bitch. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, walking him, Suplex City. Cool, cool. We already talked about it. We did. Uh, my number nine, we didn't talk about it yet, but it was on yours. I got, uh, I got you know, Brock Lesnar beating The Rock in 2002. Next big thing arrives. Next big thing arrives. That made him the youngest until... Until the Viper. Handy Randy. Handy, came handy in Randy and, dick. Handy Randy and, penis uh, Randy. Came in and took the... Uh, Took the title as the youngest. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think I remember being pissed though. I was like, "Damn it, why is Rock losing to this?" Guy? I wasn't happy either. And then I watched it back. I'm like, "Man, the crowd's really behind Lesnar here." Yeah, I hated Lesnar. I think I've always have. I did. I hated Lesnar until he won against Taker, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" Because he just looks like a fucking. Thumb. Actually, take that back. No, I liked uh, Lesnar uh, when he wrestled Cena Extreme Rules because that match was awesome. Hmm. True. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my nine. Uh, my nine is something you've already brought up. My number nine is Randy Orton winning the world title against Chris Ben No Name. Well, how about that? Well, how about that? We did we talk about that? About, yeah, we talked. We did about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk about, about it. it. The youngest youngest world champ <clears throat> can't. Has there been a younger one since? Since Randy? I don't think so. Twenty three. I don't think no. so. I think Randy's the. I think, yeah, because Randy just said it on SmackDown. He's the youngest world champion of all yeah, time. That's gonna. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. Velveteen Dream's the only person that I can Ooh. think of, and Velveteen Dream's 23 years old, so wow. time's running out. got to do it now. Call Maybe him up. Not. Win it. Win it, Vel. That's Win it, happen. Dream. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, so my number eight. Eight. Uh, number eight. My number eight is, you already brought this up, but Undertaker slamming edge. Through the same to hell, which I think we both kind of agreed was a little extreme. Yeah, because it's like, okay, so is this character done? Like, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I kind of want to get slammed through a ring though. They wrestlers hate it. I bet wrestlers hate because it it's like, okay, am I clear enough to like, am I gonna hit the spot right to where there's nothing there, right. or am I gonna clip my head on like the part that's yeah. still there, like? Edge talks about like how much he hated, hated that, that spot, like oh, oh. doing that. He's like, it works perfectly, <laughs> but he's like, man, before you do it, you're like, am I gonna land this right? Yeah, like, well, that's like the the Hell in a Cell with Triple H and Cactus Jack, where he flipped yeah. him through, and it's like to hit that perfectly, and to, to, I mean, yeah, <sighs> yeah, that's a, a scary thing. I kind of, I'm kind of glad they don't do that anymore. Yeah, so I think it's kind of dumb anyway. But, I agree, but that was badass. Like, oh shit, it just went through the fucking it ring. Went through the oh fucking uh, my number eight is the first ever TLC match. That is... Is that higher on yours? Just a couple, by a couple. By a couple. Let me talk about it now if you want. That is my number... Uh... Oh, that's my number five. We'll, we'll wait. So if it's you're in your wait? top five, we'll It's in my wait. top five. We'll wait for that. Okay. We'll wait for that. Okay. What's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is when good old mankind 
Did the uh, Jimmy Superfly snook it a Triple H? Elbow drop. He's up on the cage. He could have won the fucking match. Yeah, but instead he rips his, his shirt, shirt open, <laughs> thinking there's going to be a heart there, and there's not because he sweated it all off. And he looks down, and he's like, fuck it. And he fuck just it. drops, the, drops elbow. the elbow, man. To see him do that, it's like, what? That was an honorable mention. Of what he did, wasn't it? It's cool. The match yeah. itself was on my top 20 matches well, last week. That's but right. I don't know why. I think it should be flipped. <laughs> now it should be I, flipped, man. The more I'm thinking about bit. it, I'm like, probably should be flipped. Mankind and Triple H, I think, are a very underrated, somewhat rivalry throughout the years. Oh, fuck I mean, yeah. their fucking matches were always fucking incredible. They've been stellar. Well, that's yeah. why when people were like, oh, Triple H actually really hates mankind it's like no they just had chemistry they, they yeah they fucking had some of the best matches mm-hmm. those are seven marks yes uh my number seven is the undertaker and brock lesnar's laugh at each other ha 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 ha, ha. Punch, 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 punch 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 because that moment when the like the crowd sees lesnar laughing like oh that they're like oh that fucker yeah and undertaker rises up and does a laugh back like oh fuck yeah. and like the crowd pops and the crowd gets amped for that, like that final ten yeah. minutes, I think because I, of that, I remember popping my bed. It's one of those things where, like, I jumped up and was like, "Oh yeah. shit, take yeah, that nuts!" Yeah, when that happened, I was watching with Dave and his buddies. I was like, "Holy, we're all like, holy shit, here we go! Yep. Like, here's Undertaker. <laughs> Taker looked so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, the memes that followed yes. on that though were the best. They're my so favorite good. meme is Undertaker. His face was. On Frazier's, like, Frazier, like, Sakam Frazier's mm-hmm. face. And he's, like, doing the piano, like, his body is, like, back like this. Like, <laughs> back, and it's just Undertaker's face. It's like, ha, 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 ha. Psycho, man. Oh, man. That was your number s- Yep, what's your number seven? six? That was your seven? Yep. So my six. Uh, my first, my sixth uh, TLC match. TLC? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a moment in itself. It's it a moment is. and a match, you know. It it's is. one of those. And especially the moment where Bubba Ray gets, like, pushed, like, the ladder. That's the first yeah. time we saw him stay on the ladder while he push it. Yeah. He goes through, like, the four tables, like, on the outside. He only kind of, like, missed him. Um, yeah, he missed, yeah. He almost completely missed him. He jumped at, like, the, he, like, let, realized, like, yeah. I'm going to overshoot it if I don't, like. Like, let go? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Big men don't bump like that no No, more. they don't. No, I can see don't. Joe doing it. Undertaker did it. Against Edge at TLC. Oh, that's right. Sean did it against Triple H, and Sean like broke through the one table and went under yeah, that's the right. other tables. Yep. And the one Sean throws his like legs as hands. He's like, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kicks it off. He's like, oh, I'm dead again. Fuck. Like, yeah, shit. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's for a TLC match. I mean, that's just yeah, yeah. And that was your. That was my six. My six is Shane McMahon's fall off the Titantron. Sorry, did I? Did I fuck something up? Why did you have that on there? Did you have it? Did you misread? Did I fuck something up? <laughs> I said something was in my top five, didn't I? You said TLC was in your top ah, five. There we go. Okay. Bop. Bop. <laughs> but it's not, that's actually not my top five. That's my top six. Because <laughs> that was my number six, and I can't count. Uh, Shane McMahon's fall, though, off the. Uh, Summer Slam. It's a bit stadium. higher up for me. All right, all right. We'll talk about that. We'll, if it's, it's higher, higher up, up. We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait if it's higher up. Then. All right. What's your? I six? like that we kind of got the same in a, a few like of them right too. in the same little like area. What's your number five? Here we go. Top five. Uh, my number five and oh no, think of a different moment. Uh, but when SummerSlam uh goes to Wembley, just that moment in just general. That, yeah, 
Well, cause I, I mean, like that. Was that one of the first times they were, was that the first time they went there? I don't know if it's one of the first, or was it? But it's the one first of the time first they pay-per-views. went like reviews. Definitely, I think it's the first time they went. I think they quoted it as like going Universal. Yeah, so it's cool. And they need. We talked about this last week. They need to go back. Oh, It'd definitely. Just be awesome. Definitely. So and just have. Uh, is there an English wrestler right now who's like popular? I don't know. Marty Scroll. There's a villain out there somewhere that's yeah, perfect. There's a villain out there who's perfect for that. But anyway, uh, my number five is Finn Balor wins the Universal Championship off Seth Rollins. Just because the yes. moment in general, the inaugural <clears throat> champion, yeah. Finn, with a dislocated shoulder, finishes the match. Like and The match itself is amazing. I can't believe I left that off of my top. When you said that last week for your top 20 matches, you felt like a like, fucking dumb mark, I was like, didn't oh, you? my God. You like like, I can't believe I forgot about that match. You felt like one of those Twitter idiots. You're match. stupid. I did. I did. I feel like a fucking Twitter yeah. idiot who like can't curse on Twitter. The match it, The match became more incredible to me when I learned, found out that he legit yeah. was injured and watch still the, put on that good of a watch performance. Watch it back, and that match, the false finishes and everything, yeah. is insane. Yeah. But the crowd the crowd does piss me off in that match because the crowd's too busy chanting, what the, f- like, chanting at the dumb title. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, because, like, they don't like it and blah, blah, blah. But, like, now the title actually is pretty cool. That was like, cool. It's grown up. Well, it's definitely when grown. we see it. Yeah, no doubt. But it's like the crowd's too busy chanting against the title instead of realizing like the brilliance of the match between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Like that match is incredible. Yeah. Uh, so my number four. Yep. Uh, this one made my way into the list uh, after you showed me it. I think I've seen it before, but it's been a while. Uh, the British Bulldog. That's your number four. That is up. my number four as well. The uh, British Bulldog dude. wins. That crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't stop. Yeah, that's my number four oh, as well. Oh, man, that was awesome. This, the, like, the Hart, because you don't expect it to be over. Bret no. Hart goes for the sunset flip, and Hart, and Bulldog catches him and just goes down. Mm-hmm. That was nuts, dude. And it's like a quick count. Like, yeah. I love the it. the crowd, dude, the crowd pop. I don't know how many people were at Wembley, but... It was over 80,000 people. Jesus Christ, dude. And the whole place just goes insane. Right. Fucking bonkers, man. Yeah. Was... yeah. Like, it's almost to the point it's so loud at the time, because the mics... I mean, it's fucking 1992. It was so <clears> loud <throat> that you almost couldn't hear the announcers. Yeah. Like, at that point. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Great. Yeah, that's my number four as well. So what's your number three? Uh, my number three. What? 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 Stack of dimes. What? That stack of dimes you call neck, son. Stone Cold breaking his neck. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because it scared me. Because <laughs> I was like, well, that's it. There goes Stone Cold. I, I think I put it more in there. This moment itself is because, I mean, if it. If it would have went the other way, yeah, in a worse situation, I mean, we wouldn't. Yeah, who knows what the wrestling business would be today? True. You yeah, know what I'm saying. I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean, he was uncle could have been keep. He could have kept wrestling, probably. Yeah, and he. I remember he is so mad at that match because it's just it was it wasn't it too bad his of a career. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It derailed was. his whole career. It changed everything. Yeah, and it, like I said, it could have went worse. Could have went completely the other way. We would have never. Yeah. Got the good old rattlesnake for so many years, but yeah, yeah that was nuts. 
Uh, my number three is The Prodigal Son Returns. Shawn Michaels returns. That entrance alone and him returning is just out of this world. Is that higher on yours? Yeah, it's, right. it's up we'll there wait. with him. We'll wait. We'll <laughs> it's, wait. It's, it might which, be similar to last week. What's your number two? Uh, my number two, uh, sub high for me, is Shane falling off that Titan track. Wow, that's that's high. I remember that it's one of those moments that like I, one of the first you know, good amount of pay per views when I started watching them in that's your number two. Yeah, wow, you left off a moment that I cannot believe you left off. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But what? Yeah, but it's we'll see. Uh, but Shane falling off. It's crazy, it was, dude. It's insane. It and nuts. then Blackman jumps. Yes. See, Blackman jumps. Yeah. That's crazy. Shane's a fucking nut. Yeah, I remember that because it was like the kendo stick, right? Yeah. And then it was just like. Because he does like, it the one time. He's like, do it again. Dude, yeah. Yeah, wasn't ready. Wasn't ready. And, and like, then he falls. It's like. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. No, thank you. No. I don't want, I don't want to fall off this thank chair that's four feet <laughs> off the ground. Okay, so that's funny that you brought that up because Nicolay is like, you're not afraid of heights, but like you're afraid to like climb up like a little ladder off like five feet off the ground. I'm like. Yeah, because it's like for some reason, like I see the ground, like oh, I'm gonna fall off and like hurt my elbow. But like, I <laughs> want to skydive. I've bungee jumped before. Like right. I love jumping off like really high shit into a body of water. Like I'm crazy, like a gen- like adrenaline junkie. But if I'm standing on a chair, I'm like, oh, uh, don't let me fall because I don't want to hurt my elbow. <laughs> like it's it's the fact it's for crazy. Me that it's I have, weird. I feel like I have weak ankles because <laughs> I've I've messed him up playing hockey and whatnot that like jumping off like a retaining wall that's like in somebody's garden i'm like right here there goes the ankle if i'm like high up and i'm like i'm gonna jump off this i'm like i'm gonna fucking jump off and it's gonna be great but if i'm saying on like a fucking if i'm saying on this chair right now i'm like oh god okay don't let it fall don't let it fall don't let it fall like you would think i'm afraid of heights not at all i'm always like if we're at like a fucking building in downtown st louis like we go all the way to the top floor like the fucking 40th floor or something i'm always looking over the edge i'm like this would be fun to jump off of if there's like something that catch me like is this all right small little topic is this being afraid of heights like on top of a tall building and like if i'm on a rail i'm not afraid of how high up i am i'm afraid of the freak accidents of like the rail breaking is that being afraid of heights or just like yeah kind of a little bit okay yeah. I guess so. Like, I mean, being up there doesn't give me anxiety. Yeah. It's like if I hold on to the rail, I'm like, well, damn, I'm kind of heavy. What if so, this breaks? What do you think about, like, going in, like, City Museum? I haven't been there in a long time. Oh, so much fun. We were climbing up that shit, and we are over on, like, I think I sent you a Snapchat of, like, the we're in the, the school bus that's yeah. over the building. You can open the window and just, like, look down. I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. See, me in my head, I'm like, my... 220 pound ass is going to tip this bus over oh, somehow that's why everybody everybody's like so if we all like stay over here will the bus just tip over i'm like no you idiots yeah like, like i know wouldn't, they wouldn't put that there if that could happen like it's obviously like cemented into the ground like into the building like you're not gonna do that yeah. but see i don't think i'm afraid of dying it's like i don't feel you're like the freak being, i don't feel like yeah. being hurt yeah like it's like oh fuck my ankles broke <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Like the inconvenience See, like, of I'm being I'm not injured. afraid of heights at all. So it's like I'm just afraid of hurting my elbow. Like it's like, yeah. like I think it's because like I did wrestling. Like I'm so used to like smack. If I fall, I always it's smack my arms back too. now right. and keep my head tugged. Like catch my fall. For an example, I was drunk one night walking to a bar and I saw a construction barrel thing. 
normally these construction barrels are pretty heavy. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to jump on it because I feel like jumping on it. I go to jump on it, and there's nothing inside. The construction barrel just goes in the fucking air, like 10 feet in the fucking air, and I'm falling down towards my back. Tuck your chin. Five feet off the ground. I tuck my chin, tuck my head, and I smack my arms back, and I'm just like, whoa. Caught my fall completely. Wasn't hurt, but I think the adrenaline rush completely wiped out what happened. On both of my arms and my elbows, I'm just bleeding, <laughs> pouring blood off like my elbows. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there, and like these peop- random people walked up. They're like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And all I did was, this is my response. I didn't say yes. I just go, <laughs> like I started laughing like fucking Johnny Knoxville. You, you only get so many bumps. Yeah, I started laughing. That's all I did. I just started <laughs> laughing like, okay, and they walked away. I had my fucking Knoxville's on, too. So they're like, okay, this kid's just an idiot. Like, <laughs> but no, I just started laughing. I'm like, holy shit, that just happened. Anyway, back to the countdown. My number two is the Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth's wedding. That's my number two. Well, that was really high up for you. Yeah. And I was, that was two different spectrums. What, yeah, that's one of those moments that's just like, you ask any wrestling fan, was one of the greatest SummerSlam moments that will be on their list. Like. That moment in general, and this was right after Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth like reuniting mm-hmm. at WrestleMania, so it's yeah. like we're gonna be together forever. <clears throat> and that main event at SummerSlam. That's how SummerSlam ended that. That's year. crazy. It was the just wedding. Nothing happened. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone was like, Yeah, Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, you guys deserve to be together. And it wasn't until afterwards at the wedding reception, which I don't think was shown I don't know if it was shown on SummerSlam or not. But it was when Jake the Snake Roberts and the Undertaker crashed the wedding and like had the snake like going around and they <laughs> fucked up everything. That's the rivalry uh, between Macho Man and Randy Savage that took place after that. <laughs> but that's my number two. Before we get into our number one picks for top ten, top top ten, top twenty SummerSlam. Jeez, but I drank a lot. Tonight. Ass mouth, ass mouth out the asshole. But. <laughs> Do you have uh, honorable mentions you want to mention? Uh, I got a couple. Go ahead. Got I got two Bret Hart moments, actually. Got uh, Bret Hart beat Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, some match I like to go back and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great I match. see title, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. That's right. I think it's the kind of started the Bret Hart thing. I think it's the first time Bret won the IC title. Yeah, actually. Sure. Uh, another Bret Hart moment is him spitting on Shawn Michaels. Yep. I have that on my honorable mentions. Undertaker match. Yep. Correct. Accidentally. There's the steel chair. Shawn accidentally... Thing. Helps Brett win the match. Yep. Yeah, spitting on people. Such a, uh, <laughs> such a so fuck gross. You. Uh, another album mention is the Elimination Chamber from two thousand three. Oh, the Goldberg loses. Yeah, the Goldberg yeah. loses. That was nuts. I'm. What's funny is I forgot the results of that match. And I wa- I just watched it a couple nights mm-hmm. ago, and I was like, oh fuck, that's right. Hunter won. So that pay per view in general, I hated that pay per view because it was just so boring. Yeah. And uh, I remember me and my two friends. When I was in grade school, I had two buddies that just liked wrestling as much as I did, and we just watched all the pay-per-views together. And I just remember when that pay-per-view came around, we were like, Goldberg's going to win, Goldberg's going to win, yep. Goldberg's going to win. And when Triple H hit him with the sledgehammer, I just remember us three just going, holy <laughs> shit, shit, holy shit. And then Triple H won, and we were all like, oh my god, Triple H yep. just won. Like, that was One of my awesome. favorite That's parts about that great. match is when 
Hey, Triple Rick H was hurt. trying to keep the door closed with Goldberg. Yeah. And he's like leaned up against the fucking wall. Yeah. And he just starts flipping off Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Triple H was wearing, like, the fucking, like, yeah. shit? Because he was hurt. He was hurt, yeah. He didn't want to give up the title. So yeah. that's why Triple H barely wrestles in that match. Yeah. That's the that's the whole reason why Triple H was, like, hiding in the cell. Because he's like, I'm, like... Don't want to... Yeah, you yeah. don't want to hurt it anymore. <laughs> Goldberg tries to... He bust open the, the pot, kind of. And then he has to punch the rest. And Triple H is like, oh, hey, oh, Because, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's, it's plexiglass. It can still hurt you. Like, yeah. Cut you in some way. And Triple H's like, oh, God, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? He like, <laughs> tries to throw <laughs> uh, But that yeah. spear, the uh, Jericho. So. Oh, God. You remember. It did break almost. Yeah. I was going to say, if you didn't remember, on the network, they have it edited to where it looks like he goes right through it. It's like the smallest but, edit. Yeah, exactly. But. The first time he does it, it doesn't break, yeah. and, and Goldberg just, like, just thrusts forward, and it just breaks in half, and the crowd pops on next. The crowd's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And Jericho's <laughs> elbow pad gets caught on the chamber, like, cell, on, like, the metal. I missed that. Yeah. His elbow pad gets caught in the cell, and you see Jericho's arm just, like, hanging, because he's, like, trying to pull it down. He's like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to leave it hanging. <laughs> oh, man. Those uh, are, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Right. I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, Sean accidentally helps Brett win against the Undertaker, like you said, the spit. Uh, Jeff Hardy's swanton off the ladder to CM Punk. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, the Rock beats Booker T for the WCW title. Uh, Undertaker versus Stone Cold, just because the build to that was insane in 1998. Yeah. The Highway to Hell video was insane. Uh, Mankind wins the wwe title at 99 in the triple oh, threat against me. triple h and stone cold forgot about that mankind's elbow drop nope. uh dx's tank when they come out in the tank oh, yeah. and uh final honorable mention is when the ultimate warrior beats honky tonk man breaks his one-year record for the intercontinental title all right what's your number one my number one i mean it might as well have just been the whole match but just the HBK return, 2002. It's just like it's such a cool moment. Is such a cool the fucking win, moment. The the like there's thir- I could have twenty moments mm-hmm. of that, but just the entrance match. alone. Yes, is in the top. Obviously, I had it number three for me. This top three moment, like yeah. the entrance of him just standing there. You see the silhouette and yep. with the sparks in front of him, and he walks through the sparks, and every step that he would take confetti would shoot off yep. like that moment in general is just amazing and then you can do the the fucking he jumps off of the tumbrickle yeah. through the table he yep. jumps off the ladder the fucking win at the end when he says thank god, god. and yeah. like he kisses or her the, or the fucking sledgehammer to his back at yeah. the end. Oh. like that whole match the, in general he took a uh i think he took a chair spot too i want mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. so the backdrop yep yeah mm-hmm. and i remember just being like it's like, oh, uh, no, not his back. Uh, yeah. How is he protecting him in there? He's yeah. going to hurt him. It's like, oh, man. But that match is one of the greatest matches in terms of storytelling of all time. Yeah. That all whole time. that whole fucking feud. By the way, that's, I know we got to finish this up, but did you watch the promo package of No Way Out? Or the one I sent of, I was like, Triple H, HBK 2004, I think. You, we tweeted out, like, video packages or something. Or somebody from PWP did. I did. And I... Uh, that was me. Put it on there. You should watch it. It's a hell of a, it's a, hell of a package. I have to watch it. I have to package. watch it. Um, my Way 
still the best. Duh. And I mean, Daniel Bryan and Miz may beat that this week. Yeah, they'll probably put a flow oh, sure, those like it, three part series that we got on SmackDown Live. That was awesome. Yeah, that was sweet. All right, what? Uh, what's your number one? Wait, is this is your number one? One you're surprised isn't on my list? Yeah. My number one is the rise of the authority. When Daniel Bryan wins the WWE Championship and then Triple H pedigrees him and Randy Orton comes out to cash in Money in the Bank. Man, why that's, did I forget that? That's my number one. That's my number Fuck. one moment. That's my number one moment because it was just like... I just forgot about I it. I wanted that to happen just because I wanted just chaos and like anarchy to happen. And it's just that it actually happened. And the crowd just like, oh my god, no! Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah, because Daniel Bryan was like the biggest baby face. Yeah. Daniel Bryan is probably the biggest baby face of this generation. Yeah, like, definitely true baby face. Everybody yeah. loves him. Like, true baby face wins the title and probably won the best matches in SummerSlam history. And hard fought match. Cena shakes his hand at the end. Cena leaves. You think it's going to be over. Triple H is awkwardly just kind of yeah. standing behind him like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. I remember saying that day. I'm like, it's going to happen. Fucking Triple H is going to turn on him. Triple H is going to fucking turn on him. And da- I just remember Dan's being like, no, he's not. It's over. It's over. Orton's music hits. I'm like, it is so fucking happening. And Dan's like, maybe it is. I, don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And then Triple H is like standing behind him. Turns him around, pedigrees him, and Orton just walk, power walks yeah, to the power, ring. Yeah. Oh, man. That's my all-time favorite moment in SummerSlam history. Orton wins. It's just the biggest it's the biggest fuck you to the fans. But at the same time, the fans loved it. Because it's like, it was... It's like it, having sex it, it and realizing like, it's over. Yeah. yeah. It was I like, mean, it's expected, but like in a good way expected. Yeah, like, yeah. this is what professional wrestling it can be predictable if it's done right and yeah. this way for the rise of the authority was predictable but it was done correctly to yeah. the point where we forget that it was predictable because you just witnessed the moment happen right like, i think that's the storytelling that like i think the booking and like the storytelling of wwe i think forget like even if it's predictable do it it might. It's gonna make that moment so much better. Do you think that cash in was better than Rollins? No. Which one did you predict more? They're on. They're kind of the same level. Makes sense. Honestly, yeah, they're honestly probably the same level. Because yeah. before that pay per view, I was like, I want Orton to cash in, Triple H to screw him over. That's what I want. Because it was at the time where Triple H was like babyface. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm over the Triple H babyface bullshit. Because I yeah. cannot stand Triple H as a baby. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say it right now. I hate Triple H as a babyface. So. I hate it. So I was like, I'm over it. I'm over the Triple H babyface. And I'm like, I want him to fuck over Daniel Bryan. It makes perfect sense. Set all this emotion. And then, but the Rollins one, the Rollins one, I was like, it has to happen. But the uh, Rollins one, I was like, man, it's WrestleMania. It might not happen. Yeah, see, I didn't even think about the Rollins one. Yeah. It completely left my mind. It didn't leave my mind. My, I was like, I think Rollins is going to cash. I remember watching with uh, my friend Alex and this, my other friend at the time. And I remember I was like, maybe. I was like, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. And as the match progressed, the first Lesnar fucking, like, <clears throat> the first Lesnar and uh roman match was so good that i was like i totally forgot about it totally forgot about it and then rollins music hits i'm like oh fuck yeah like holy shit i loved it 
Yep. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, similar to what I asked last week, what do you predict from this year will be on your SummerSlam moments next year? Moments or matches? Uh, moments. I think we did matches last year, and I think we both said Ms. Bryant. Yeah. So what moment? What's a moment you think is going to happen? It could be anywhere from a cash-in, Ronda's first title win. Uh, Let's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the easy way out and say Ronda's, Ronda's first title win. But I'm going to go with the, I'm gonna go with the easy route and say Ronda's first cash-in. I'm going to go with the hard route. I'm going to say a cash-in on Brock or Roman. <sighs> Actually, no. I take that back. Flip I it. take that back. I take that back. Easy, Ronda wins. Hard, uh, Ambrose turns heel. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn you. Uncle Dino turns heel. That's my... That's... I'm going to flip him. You're going to flip him? I'm going to flip him. I'm going right? to flip him. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to take that back. Uh, it's going to be a Kevin Owens cash-in. Oh. All right. If that happens, I'm... <sighs> I will jizz in my pants. I'll jizz everywhere. But yeah, I'm going to say that, and then... Uh, or Ronda winning the fir- her first championship. Finn Balor becomes a demon and takes over the whole show and kills everybody, and they're all the demon with him. <laughs> <laughs> and here's my dick. <laughs> We've already seen your dick, Seth. All right. Anyway, those were our top 20 SummerSlam moments, in our opinions, uh, respectively. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like those lists. I like those. Lists. I can't believe you forgot about the whole cash-in. I can't believe I did either. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Fuck!" So I had it on my matches. Yeah. Well, I had the John Cena Daniel Bryan match. I make up for the whole missing the Finn Balor Seth Rollins yeah, match last idiot. week. No, so no, no you're an idiot dude. for missing that moment. I'm a fucking wrestling <laughs> fan. Oh, I'm a wrestling oh, I'm tricky. fan. I totally forgot dude, about the right check out my cash-in. fucking edits, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Well, anyway, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OffendedPod. Follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash OffendedPod. You can buy our t-shirt at www.prowrestlingtees.com slash offended-podcast. Make sure to go listen to our Spotify playlist at Offended Presents Songs of the Month. Make sure to listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on iHeartRadio and Spotify by searching offended <clears throat> apple podcast you have to search pwp nation network you can follow me on twitter and instagram at trick 1042 you can follow jim at j underscore stout nine on twitter and i think i just changed my instagram you did it's jimmy james yep jimmy james 9417 there you go uh make sure to follow our weekly wrestling wrap-up on periscope and this sunday after SummerSlam, we'll be doing our own live post show after SummerSlam on periscope as well four shows we're doing four shows now we're on fucking fire content out the fucking content Content. It's like diarrhea out the ass, but instead it's content. Uh, out touching the ass. dicks, shaking hands, and putting out content. Touching babies. Let's go. And go listen to 1975. Kissing babies is what I meant to say. Let's go. Touching babies sounds weird. We just lost our show. Yep, and we just lost all of our listeners. Well, this has been offended. We'll see you probably never. <laughs> see you Sunday. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. For a tricky, I'm Stoutsy. This has been offended. We'll see you Sunday for the SummerSlam post show. Ah! See you later!
Adios, Marks. Bye, Marks. <laughs>